Hey, welcome to the debut episode of Mets Rap 360. I'm your host, Christian Bland, and it's going to be a treat for all of you today. We're joined for the entire show by comedian Jim Brewer, who's a huge Mets fan. So uh, welcome to Mets Rap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, yeah, here we go. This is how we get started. Our first episode here, as I said, I'm Christian Black. Maybe you know me from The Tomorrow Show. Maybe you know me from Dennis Miller Show. Maybe you don't know me at all. But you will know our guest, uh, actor-comedian Jim Brewer, who, for our purposes on this show, the most important thing is that you're a Mets fan. But welcome to the show, That's Jim. all that matters at the end of the day. <laughs> it's really all that it comes That's down to. That's all we have. <laughs> uh, and so this song that we're listening to, we'll talk about your album in a little bit. But uh, since we can hear it, uh, we might as well say a little bit about uh, your album, Songs from the Garage, Jim Brewer, and the Loud and Rowdies uh, debut EP. Or is it? Yeah, it's yeah. an LP. EP, LP. I get so LP, confused anymore. Whatever's longer. Yeah, that would be the LP. It's the long play. And uh, that's out May 27th. But uh, anybody listening, they should recognize that voice. Yeah. Brian Johnson. Yes. Which that's awesome that you have him. Uh, and that's just him talking. There's another song that he actually sings with me right. on the song. We're going to play that on the way out. So people have to uh, you know keep listening and... Uh, listen for Brian there. But anyway, uh, so I wanted to start off talking about, uh, you know, it's funny because when you're a Mets fan, it's almost like you meet another Mets fan and it's like, oh, you too? Hey, man, what happened? So how did you become a Mets fan? You know, I think, because um, I, I remember it was, this, it was, I was only four years old and we're talking uh, 73 season. Okay. And so I, you know what, I, I, I honestly think at first it was the announcers because I remember being little and I this is so stupid but I would hear the the Yankee theme song right <laughs> and the Mets theme song and the Mets theme song was so much more cheerful the for, meet the Mets for a child yeah where the Yankees one was like nah, nah, yeah. nah, 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 nah. <laughs> and a little dark weird it spooked me out but the Mets the bring Mets, your kitties meet the Mets bring your kitties and you're kitties. like I'm a kitty I can go we're watching home runs over the wall <laughs> yeah it's gonna be great <laughs> and then Bob Murphy Lindsey Nelson yes. Ralph Kiner of course I I just was attracted to those to those voices, and then I fell in love with Rusty Staub, Tom oh, Seaver, yeah. Kuzman, Matt Lack. I used to I'm lefty, so I would imitate Matt Lack and Kuzman, Tug McGraw. Um, so that that is kind of Felix Mian, Wayne sure. Garrett. That I was only four years old, but it's, but I remember I remember that whole team, and I remember watching a play. I remember crying. When uh, at the time my favorite player Bud Harrelson was punched in the face oh, by, by Pete, Pete Rose, Rose. <laughs> I, how I'm, dare I'm, he? I'm yeah. five years old by that time. By the time that ha I was traumatized, I never saw anyone get punched in the face. Especially not one of your favorite Mets. No, you know? I see blood coming down. I'm like, what's going on? And, and that's the real reason Pete Rose shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. That, that is, fight that has nothing it. to do with the betting on baseball. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, uh, I was ten when the Mets won the World Series in '86, so mm -hmm. it was it was very easy because growing up that was 
was the period when the Mets weren't just good, right. they started to be great, and the Yankees were terrible. They were bad. My older brother, he's five years older than me, he's a huge Yankees fan because the late 70s they were winning the World Series, and you know I wasn't even you know sitting upright. Great so. teams, Chambliss, Roy yeah. White, Greg Nettles, I watched all that, and that was the horror Met years. <laughs> those were the... Yeah. That's those are the Met fans that have the tattoo, like the '60s. Yeah, um, we the '70s guys where I had to watch Willie Montanez and Bruce Beauclair <laughs> and Craig Swan, Zachary Flynn. That that was our team, um, and we suffered a lot. In '86, yeah. I remember Strawberry's first at bat because they started talking about him a year before. Yeah, no, there was a, there was all that ramp up, which I can't even imagine what that would have been like today. Do you remember what his first at bat? I don't remember. A lot but... of Met fans don't this. I was I. It was against Mario Soto okay. of the Cincinnati Reds. And they're like, this guy's a big home run hitter, blah, blah, blah. It's first at bat, three straight. Who strike one? Who strike two? Who strike? And didn't even touch the ball. Big slinky nine foot yeah. tall kid. Second at bat. Who strike one? Who strike two? Who strike three? Third at bat. Who um, strike one? Foul tip. Bing! There's a drive <laughs> in the upper deck. All the way. Uh, it is a foul uh, ball. <laughs> it was a foul ball by about a half a foot, oh but it God. went in the upper deck. And then, whoo, strike three. However, that one single foul ball yeah. made every Met fan go, that, this is what they're talking about. That had to be the most exciting foul ball. It was the ball. most exciting yeah. foul ball in Met history, if not baseball history. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I See, I didn't even uh, realize that, uh, that that happened. Now, do you remember, was it at Shea? Was it Old Shea. River Fund? Okay, yep, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can, you know, older Mets fans, now you don't have to be that old, but you can just visualize where it would have gone in, in Shea Stadium upper at that deck, point. Upper yeah. deck, baby. You know how hard it is hit upper deck, <laughs> yes. right field? That was a monster shot. Yeah. Now, uh, so you've been a Mets fan all this time, but more recently, in the last, I don't know, last season or the last two seasons, last you started to, last season, season's yeah. when you started. From game one. Okay, so from the first, so opening day, in, Max Scherzer versus Bartoli Colon. I was at that game in DC. Scherzer had a yeah. no hitter going I know, I to remember. Like the seventh inning, and it was that like I can't believe I traveled to DC. My my buddy lives there. I'm like, we're gonna go to opening day, and I'm like, they have all these pitchers. Why is it Bartolo Colon? I why do I have to why watch him? Bartolo Colon yeah. and his 400 pound <laughs> shirt hanging out, going yeah. toe to toe. With Max Scherzer, yeah. I mean, and it was such a great game. But uh, so then, did you just decide? Oh, I want to go on Facebook and do a video. Well, or? To be quite, I was already doing some videos. Okay. Um, I was doing maybe, maybe two months before I started. I started February of that year. Oh, okay. And then uh, March, start. And then what happened was, the honest story was, uh, my my wife was going through chemo at the time, and and that opening day. She, you know, she's getting no hair and she's right. a mess, going through the whole thing. And she's sitting in the, she's watching me watch this game as if it was the seventh <laughs> game of the World Series. And I'm hopping around the living room. We're gonna be Max Scherzer, Mister. We spent two hundred million dollars. Yeah. And I turn around and with with no energy, she has this smirk 
almost <laughs> like exerting a giggle. I said, what are you laughing at? She went, this is what you should be making videos of. You should make a video. <laughs> the fa- Stay a fan. You have to just be right. a fan. Make that video. The, f- the Met fans are going to love it. They're going to love And you have to do every game. When every game? Yeah. That's insane. And now you've had to do it. Like, you've been on stage when a game ends. Yes. And you've had to do it from there. Yes. And, uh, you know, so what are some of the weirder times where you were like, okay, I got to talk about the Met game? I think that I think during the height of uh, the playoffs when I was on stage, right. I would watch the shit. <laughs> I would come out like, listen, I'm going to be funny, but I'm watching the game at the same time. <laughs> so I'd be in the middle of a bit like, come on, take them out. Take them out. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. What's going on right now? Um, and that that probably was... Uh, the. I'm sure this year will be... Some, I want to come up with some creative stuff this year, but, you know. It, it's got to stay organic, but I do feel I have to up the ante right. this well, year. Right. Uh, well, for our, our uh, viewers on YouTube, and also you'll be able to hear this if you're listening to it on iTunes, I just wanted to play some of what I thought was okay. one of the best ones, <laughs> which was after uh, Game 5 of the NLDS oh, was here amazing. in LA. I was at that game, so I had to have a very subdued <laughs> celebration. I, I was with my friend. We're like... <laughs> All right, good game. And yes. then we like waited and we're like, okay, just, you know, don't make any eye contact. Walk down the hill, get in the car. And then we freaked out in the car. And then oh. I watched this when I got home and I was like, that's how I felt inside. Yes. But anyway, so I want people to take a look and it was uh, listen. so tense. Yeah, it so was so t- tense. That whole game. Utley and yeah. everything else going on. Yes. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> 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 Chase I know. me! Guess what you're chasing? Nothing! <laughs> Nothing! Shame on you for Gary Cohen for oh, putting God. down Daniel Murphy! <laughs> Shame on you, Gary Cohen, for it's going on radio right and putting no, down course, Gary Cohen! Yeah, but... Daniel Murphy, MVP of the series! And this is before, we, we can turn it down. This is before he went on to you know have his uh, championship Six, series seven, against the Cubs. Yeah, I picked this video for wow. the sheer energy, but uh, yeah. I also like the one you did after the NLCS. The champagne. Like, hey, well, you're, you're like, hey, Cub fans, sorry. <laughs> All right, Cub fans, you probably want to leave the room now. And then it was basically, I thought that was great because I, I said was, you have a great team. <laughs> yeah, you just need a picture or two. Please don't watch the rest of this video. <laughs> right. I, I warned I, them. Yeah, you I did. Warned and them. if they still watch, that's their fault. Yeah, yeah. I still had a couple going. We're gonna ban. And you from Chicago. Like, oh, stop it, dummy. Yeah, but no, so last season was great because, you know, it started, you know, I flew out to, you know, opening day, and I'm like, yeah, I just wanted a competitive season. Let's finish over 500. Right. Next year will be better. Right. And, you know, it just, it started, uh, you know, snowballing in the, the good sense where you're like, no, this team's actually pretty good, but it's not great. They can't score any damn runs. Right. And uh, despite the way that the season ended, I put a lot of credit on on my now nine-month-old son, Felix, because he was born on Saturday, July 26th. So that's a couple days before Wilmer's on the field crying, right before the uh, Cespedes trade. So he's there, you know, and literally, because, you know, you live in L.A., the games are on at 4 o'clock or 10 in the morning, which is even better. It's on, and it's like... He's now he immediately stares at the TV because I always had Met games on when he was born. You know, we'll figure that out later. You know, he can talk to a psychiatrist about it. But 
but it was just it was so exciting and it was like oh yeah like you know all you knew was this great season so i uh, i hope it continues and we'll talk more about my son in a little bit but kind of talk about that moment in the season when it was like oh you know well maybe they're they're gonna you know ship off wilmer flores and get uh carlos gomez and you're like all right that'll be. and then when that doesn't happen and yeah. you get cespedes instead i mean it's just like wait we never make i was and mad we, about that trade i was the cespedes I or no the, uh, the wilmer i was at the game oh you were i was three feet in front of wilmer and i'll tell you why i remember that game uh, it was hot. Oh, yeah, it looked like it. <laughs> it was about, a, it felt 105. And my oldest daughter, who really didn't want to go to the game, by the fourth thing, she was, I feel good. I feel like I'm going to pass out. I said, drink more water. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to pass out. So I take her to the nurse's station right. to uh, the first aid. She's up there. While we're in there, they say, Wilma. Wilma Flores has been traded. So you're in there and you actually hear them mention Yeah, I'm watching it. Okay. them and they're saying they got Gomez. And I'm starting to see people going, yeah, we got our home. I went, this is the dumb, this is the bat. This is the big bat that's yeah. going to change. Gomez? No offense to Gomez, but you're getting rid of Wheeler? Yeah. For Gomez? I know, that was what was Are supposed to be included in the trade. Was that your minds? Yeah. I was really angry about that. And I can't, we finally came back to see it about the seventh, uh, probably seventh inning, sixth inning, and Wilmer was coming up the bat. I still got pictures of him three feet in front of me, and the kids in front of me are going, "You got traded! You go, you go to what You got traded!" And he he looked back, and we were all saying, "Shut up, man, yeah, dude! Right? Don't say that!" And they were saying it louder, like, "You got traded with Zach Wheeler." They got and they're telling him, yeah, what the trade he, was. He was looking. Wow. He kept looking at them. And he really, you know, he's, he came up the bat, and we all we looked at each other like, "What should we? Should we? We should applaud." Yeah. And we stood up, and we started applauding, and he, you could see he was confused. And then when he grounded out, we all stood up and cheered for him, and you can see he was confused. So that happened. The other thing that happened that game, uh, Duda hit yeah. the only th- the Mets lost nine three. He hit three solo homers. I do remember that. Yeah. And his third at bat. <laughs> Uh, we were one of the only people left in the in the crowd, and he looked at my daughter and he smiled. And he grabbed the ball and he tossed it oh, to her. Oh, nice! And then he hit. I said, "Dude, hit another one! <laughs> hit another one!" He hits another one, rounds the bases, and if you watch the replay, he points at my daughter. Oh, that's say, great! Hey, man, that was for you. So that was, did she uh, feel better after that? Would she, she feel did. like she, <laughs> was, she, she was all lit up? Like, and I went, "You, do you have any clue? What just happened? Like that's yeah. a, that's a movie scene, but." Um, that mo- I f- I was never so relieved than to get in, in my car right. after the game and realize you know what this trade might not have gone through and I went that's the best thing in the world and yeah. then I was on the road and it was the trade deadline and literally I'm driving and I'm with my uh, opener I'm going it's quarter to four <laughs> and they've done nothing nothing you don't I understand remember that. Yeah. this is and then all of a sudden I heard them literally like three minutes before four p.m. they went up up. <laughs> I, I don't want to announce this to its official, but a, some big here at the Mets. I went, oh my god, oh my! I I had to pull over right. into a rest stop because I couldn't I couldn't contain my energy. Like, what is going on? What is going on? And I wanted Gonzalez from um, from, from Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, yeah. And they go, 
Yep, looks pretty official. Um, the Mets have traded three prospects, or whatever they said, yeah. for Ioannis Cespedes. I went, yes! <laughs> we got Cespedes! <laughs> and like, his contract, I don't care! <laughs> and I was there the first game he hit the homer. Oh, great. And he wasn't hitting homers yet. No. He took wasn't a, really it, hitting. Yeah. And then that game, the, the the parakeet was flying around. But what people, I think, what really lit him up was the ball was thrown up and tight at his head. Okay. And that... if you watch right before the homer, he threw it at his head. Yeah. And backed him off, and he almost decked. And then he st- he looked at the pitcher, and the next <laughs> shot he hit about ten thousand feet yeah. over the center field wall. And I was like, "Well, you just woke <laughs> up a giant, very yeah. angry giant." And that was such a crazy run that he went on for after oh. that. I don't have I don't have all the stats because I hate to get bogged down. But, but there's like seventeen home runs in like just a handful of games. I'm yeah. going to say the beginning of September. Yeah, I just knew they were going to the World Series. I knew it. You could see the yeah. excitement in the team. You saw their confidence. And when, I they, think when they swept the Nats... That's what I was going to say. Is when they swept the Nats, when the Nats couldn't be bothered to rearrange their pitching to match up their best pitchers, they're like, no, we got this. You know, Bryce Harper, you know, show me my ring. You know, the whole thing. Done. And, I mean, I think you look at them this year, the Nats, you think that they maybe learned something from that because... They uh, might have. Yeah. They look, uh, they, look, they look really good this year. They're on a mission. Yeah. But last year, it was such a mess. You know, that manager, like, I, I don't even think anybody listened to him. It was the Kardashians. Yeah. <laughs> it, was the Kardashians. Great it was definitely the Kardashians. <laughs> and, you know, Papelbon Kardashian bringing him in. Mess. That didn't help. That thing was such a mess. Storin, you know, just that, that bullpen was so bad. Mess. And it's like you have all this starting pitching, you know. And, I mean, how many Met teams have I seen that with? But uh, it was just, you still felt like, all right, well, these are the Mets. I don't know, but once, like you said, yeah, once they and especially, you know, how great was it that Wilmer hit that home Wilmer run? Wilmer hits the homer, and you just, you just knew. Yeah, I, I turned to everyone. I said, "They're, they're going to the series," yeah. and I did have a funny. I wasn't super confident when they were in the world. I was confident all the way up until game one, one out. Yeah. I went, we are winning the World Series. <laughs> Bink, there's a drive. <laughs> yeah. He's going back. It is a tie game. Went, we may lose this we series. We may lose this series, yeah. We may lose this series. Yeah. No, I know. I mean, if you're a good team, you should be able to beat anybody. But as the, it was getting closer, I'm like, man, I just hope they play Toronto. because you Me know, too. Because it was just going to be a slugfest. They can't pitch. Right. But, you know, right. I, was, I was excited. You know, David Price and the play. So I was just like, this is going to be great. Maybe I'll go to Toronto and to New York. That's right. Because I went to two games in the World Series. I went to the two they lost at City Field, games four and five. But, and that's the thing that I think is like, you know what, I got to go to the World Series. I always kick myself because I, I had no money in 2000 when they went to the World Series. But I was like, I, I could have found it. I should have gone. And then I had 15 years to be like, why didn't I go to the World Series? So I figured out a way to do it. I flew out from LA. I missed my son's first Halloween, but my wife was like, hey, he's, he's a few Somebody's, months old. She's not going to know. He can't even write. He she's, doesn't even yeah. know what a color is. Don't worry about it. <laughs> she's like, shake it not, off. He's not going to know. Don't worry about it. And, you know, you'll tell him you went to the World Series and, you know, be jealous. So I bought him a shirt. That's fine. So uh, <laughs> so I got to go. And that's my thing is, you know, people are like, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. And look, I, I felt like they had most of those games. They could have won. They should have won, maybe. But 
I didn't mm-hmm. feel afterwards where I was just like, oh, the season was a disaster. And I no. think that's the huge difference between a Met fan and a Yankee fan, you know, who, by the way, had an awful, like, one wild card game in the playoffs last yeah. year. And that was it. But, you know, to have, to for them, it's always like, World Series or nothing. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you want to win a World Series and you hope you do this year. But it was like, how much fun was that to get to the point? And I went to the World Series. And one of the games, and we'll talk about the guys in the seven line a little later, I said, in their section, which is insane because it's the most diehard of the diehard. So it was so much fun. I would have liked to have been at the one that they won, but you know what? That's not the way it happened. It was, I don't know. So what do you think as you think as you think back on the World Series now? Maybe not after that last game, but uh, now when you think about it. We, we the Royals, the Royals came to play. They really did. The Mets were still celebrating, and I think yeah. they, I think their eyes were really wide. Like, are we, we're really here. Yeah. I, they they weren't ready for that. Right. Those and Royals were locked and loaded. They tasted the blood the year before. Because they got to Game 7 against the Giants. They got to Game they were 7. They so close. Yeah. So close. They were on a mission, and they played. That They... They I mean, they, they outplayed Come on, the they Mets. outplayed us in every way. In every way. In every way. Just on the base pass. Getting on just, base. You know, getting yeah, a run in. Getting just the, bunting over. Timely double, hitting, as they walking, always say. Timely every, hitting. Literally everything. They yeah. were phenomenal. I, I have to say, I was kind of in awe watching them. I was right. aggravated to hear, oh, they're, they're a contact hitting team and they're hard <laughs> to walk. And I didn't get that until it would be like, oh, another 0-2 count. Foul ball. Foul ball. Foul ball. Foul ball. One and up. Oh, ball one. One and two. Foul ball. Foul yeah. ball. Two and two. Like, come on, just walk him. This guy <laughs> knocking seven foul balls. It was they they earned that win. And but again, like you said, I was happy with their performance. Yeah. And we didn't expect to be there. No. And um but this year I expect to be there. Yeah, I definitely expect to be there. And it's it's crazy too because you know they go last year and they're definitely an afterthought for most people because I was watching you know the the Mets and Cubs did this uh, preseason game in Vegas and I was watching it but it's the Cubs yeah, right. it's the Cub announcers feed and the Cubs announcers are talking about like this championship season that's about to start and they literally use those words and I'm like you know you're the Cubs right should you maybe not say that out loud but they're so confident and look they're a good team but, that, but going that, into that NLCS I thought they were a good team and I was yeah. like that I don't know what happened but that was not a good team on the field in the NLC. I last think year. them against the Mets were the Mets against the Royals. Right. They, they still were like, we're we're really this far? <laughs> right. Where the Mets came to play and beat them. Yeah. And and but this year is gonna be a whole new what what the Cubs have, I think their key player that people may underestimate is Lackey. Lackey's yeah, that's a, a great observation. Big yeah, game winner, and yeah, that was so, his rookie year. He won Game Seven for the the Angels, I think. And yeah. you got Arietta, who the Mets beat. But right. listen, that you but beat apart, him. But apart from that, I think they won his like last nineteen or twenty starts. Or he's twenty one yeah. and one. Yeah, right, exactly. Twenty one and one <laughs> since yeah. last July. The one right. the Met lost, and and you have Lester, who's always going to bring it. Yeah, and now you have. Lackey and right. Lackey, so they match up very well against. It's true. The Mets. I mean, going into that series last year, it was just like, okay, yeah, Arietta, you—that's a tough game. You might not win that. You might be able to beat Lester, but then you're like, all the other guys, you felt like, oh yeah. I, and you I, had yeah. what's his name in left field. Anytime you hit it to him, <sighs> he drop it, go through, and you're yeah. excited. It's it's it not going to happen again. Yeah, no, no, exactly. So we got to play. 
We we have major challenges. Yeah, the Nationals uh, are a major and that's, challenge. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Is like the Nationals are, you know, better than they were last year. And I, I don't know. I kind of was very dismissive when they hired Dusty Baker because you know he in the playoffs you always remember you know Dusty in that same World Series with the Angels you know giving the game ball to Russ Ortiz in like the <laughs> sixth inning he's like yeah you did this but no you didn't right, right. you know and just uh, you know I mean he would bring, he brought the Reds to the playoffs I think three straight years and he still lost his job you know so right. there was definitely something about him but because what they had, you know, in Washington was so bad, I think that it's really brought it together, and you just feel like these guys, these guys have actually come to play, and they're like, no, let's not take it for granted. However, when I look at this Mets team and the moves Sandy made, they're starting to really prevail. When you Cabrera, yeah, and and Walker together probably have more home runs than the entire. Shortstop, second base combo of all last year. Already, I, I think you're right. Yeah, Cabrera is a big hitter. He's clutch. Walker's clutch. I was very impressed by Neil Walker. I mean, I you know obviously I was fond of Daniel Murphy. I got to you know, still are. Yeah, still are. But yeah. I was like, they're not going to keep him. And I'm like, I don't know what they're going to do there. You just and couldn't be happier with what they replaced him with. You and know, man, I we got the team. Yeah, we have <laughs> the team. I have my prediction. Well, which means absolutely nothing. I think when we go head to head, the Mets are going to step up and yeah. they're going to take the Nationals. I uh, I, I mean that's happening statement. relatively soon. That's in a couple weeks. Yeah. You know, after this, uh, all, all these West Coast games. But uh, I don't. I think it's going to. Those are going to be great games because uh, I. I mean, they were last year from a Mets standpoint. From a Nat standpoint, it's like, oh yeah, you know, you're up in the fifth inning, but you know, it was basically the same thing. You know, sure. you walk a guy, somebody gets a double, and then Cespedes hits a home run, and the game was over. Right. You know, so uh, we'll see if it, if it works that way. But uh, you know, to have the disappointment of not winning the World Series, but you're like, you know what, we're going to be good next year. But then the way this season started, you know, they were two and five to start, and you know, they had all those off days. You're like, what are they doing? You know, and. That was literally one week, and uh, I did actually write down one stack because I wanted to get it right. They were seventeen and nine after that, which is great, and they're like you know behind the Nationals, but barely. And it's like, yeah, you feel like they probably that first week of the season was almost an extra week of spring training, you know, even though the games counted. And after that, they really turned it on. I mean, just rolling the the uh, the Braves and the Reds and that game that they hit they they hit all those Giants. runs they got 12 runs against the Giants in an right. inning and you're just like you know the Giants are a good team you didn't you didn't do that you know to the to the Rockies you know right. you got 12 runs off off San Francisco and I was like that's a pretty good feeling you know and I mean they were just on that run they had eight wins and then you face Madison Baumgartner, and you're like, all right, we're going to have to sit down for a little bit. <laughs> you know, exactly. It's like, you know, there's always going to be somebody that you run into, you know? Maybe, maybe it'll be Kershaw next week, although actually I think they miss him because I think he pitches on Sunday. Right. So, But anyway, you always have, you know, you always have to remember, you know, even even the teams that maybe aren't the best, well, they always have a couple of those guys that, uh, you know, can put the brakes on momentum. And losing a game to the Braves, you're like, well, how'd that happen? But at the same time, you're like, well, you did beat them five out of six. So, yeah, you know, it was a I, tough pitcher. Yeah, right, exactly. So, I don't know. I think it's it's good. If I had done the show when the season started, it might have been very entertaining Those first that first week. I was like, what are they doing? Why do they have all these off days? Yeah. Play the game. You know, I, I, this was me yelling at my TV. Sure. So, but now it's a, it's a much better feeling. And the fact that they're out here on the West Coast is, is great for me because uh, I actually get to see them. There you go. And uh, 
tell me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is that you do plan your uh, your stand up dates around when the Mets are going to be somewhere. Like you, I plan it around the. Uh, I I try to see where the seven line army is going. Right. So I like sitting with them. They're nuts. Yeah, and no, they're those exciting. Guys are yeah, and uh, if we can bring up the picture of the seven line army for people watching on YouTube just to see, that's it. That's the the bright orange section that I was in uh, oh. for Game Four of the World Series. Uh, yeah, and I would. St- I think I stopped by during every playoff game and the World Series games, and then I went with them to Baltimore. So right, I'll be there in San Diego, and I got a couple others that I'll that'll be hopping on. But. Yeah, so that's going to be great, and uh, that's uh, this Saturday. <laughs> the uh, and uh, if we could bring up the picture of my son Felix who I talked about earlier uh, there he is he's two months old that's after they wow. clinched in Cincinnati too much celebrating you know yeah, he was just yeah. watching this champagne go everywhere it was yeah. just it was too much for him but uh, so I'm gonna bring him this is gonna be his first game in San Diego that's and exciting. it's not just a game it's a game with the seven line there's gonna be 1500 of us at Petco Park which I don't know if you've ever been there before but no. it's 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 quiet it's not a loud part. Well, it's going to be loud Saturday. <laughs> know, that, so that's going to be great. And uh, I think that's cool that you were like, well, I want to go with the seven line. And I, I had read that. That's yeah, a, stay a fan. Yeah. It's good to be, you know, I, I get been TV or whatever you may think me of. But at the end of the day, I like staying a fan. Yeah. Staying a fan of music, baseball, whatever. I'm a fan. I, I, I don't ever want that taken away. Right. To, to allude back to that uh, 2002 Angels World Series, what you never want to look like is a John Travolta and Michael Eisner in the owner's box just embracing after they won. And you're just like, this is this is really uncomfortable. Why are we seeing this? Yeah, I want my shirt off. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I want to be twirling That's my what we shirt. Need. We need, yeah, we need... We we need you trying to run onto the field, run and the champagne, yeah. and run through the house like a maniac. That's what I. That's what I want. Yeah, right. Exactly. So uh, I don't know. I mean, in sitting with that seven line, I didn't even know that much about them until I forget what their first year was. I think it was 2012. I was at a game in. They San might Francisco. have been earlier than that. Yeah, even. but the first time I saw them, I think was 2012. They were at a game in San Francisco that my wife and I were at, and I'm like. Sure, a lot of Mets fans over there, and then you're just you're watching, and you're like, that one section is louder than the whole ballpark. And San Francisco is not San Diego; it, it's a little bit louder. There's some some energy there. They understand their team, and I was just like, these guys are crazy. So I'm uh, just excited that the they are taking another another West Coast swing, and uh, I just can't imagine the video and photos I'll have of my nine month old, you know, <laughs> surrounded by all these crazy Mets fans. So uh, so that should be great. Um, I want to talk to you about your uh, album in a second, but uh, just as you look back all these years that you're a Mets fan, who are some of your favorite Mets that you just like, that, you know, you don't even have to rank them, just when you think off the top of your head, my favorite Mets, just a few of them. A couple obscure ones, John Milner, John Stearns, Ed Cranepole. John Stearns, who I remember more as a, as a base coach. Big yeah. double hitter. Right. Great catcher. Great do- um, uh, Seaver. Sure. Rusty Staub, yeah. Mookie Wilson, um, Dwight Gooden, Daryl Strawberry, Carter. Oh, of course, yeah. Mookie Wilson, Hubie Brooks, <laughs> Steve Henderson. Wow. Um, those were Bob Babadaka. Bob, I loved Abadaka, Bob Abadaka. I definitely hear him reference just because you, you can't forget a name like that. And uh, what about uh, the fact that Piazza is finally getting in the Hall of Fame as a Met? 
That's huge. Yeah, because it was huge for the Mets. You just you always feel like you know Gary Carter went in as an expo, and you're just like, well, somebody's gonna you know Lasorda's gonna call somebody and say, no, he has to he has to be a Dodger. I, I thought he'd be a Dodger, yeah. so I'm I'm excited that yeah. he he loves being a Met. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, he was a great Met. He was a great Met. Great yeah. Met. I yeah. loved watching Mike play. Yeah, I mean that was one of those. You know, obviously there's all the emotion to it, but uh, I was at that game against the Braves after 9/11 when he hit the home run, and yeah. you just never seen so many grown men. And like happily crying if that yeah. makes sense yeah. and not just that moment he'd been so important before that but uh, it was one of those things when he you know when he started to deteriorate a little bit you're like oh man Mike what are you doing this is this it was painful at the end you know when they had him like oh go play first base and it was better when you know he was like on the Padres and he'd be in town like you know for one series and you're like yeah there he is all right good <laughs> and they'd play his walk-up music and everything so that's anyway so that's exciting I'm glad that uh, you know I that's not a trip I can make uh, Cooperstown for Piazza, but uh, very excited that he gets to uh, gets to make it because he's you know there's it's so hard to quantify you know players from the '90s. There's always allegations, but even guys that there's no proof, nothing. They're always like, well, I don't know about him. He's a little too good, and it's I'm glad that finally for whatever reason you know that's gone by the wayside and Piazza's gonna get in. And I mean he's the best hitting catcher ever. You know if you look at his stats, so. Uh, it's good, you know. We could we could use another Met there. You go to Cooperstown. The only Met up until now was Tom Seaver. He was great, but he was the only one. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, well, let's talk about uh, let's talk about your album. We heard that song at the beginning, and we'll hear another at the end. Uh, songs from the garage. Uh, now the uh, <laughs> you're sweating, Hammer. I am. You're I know. Sweating I like you're on trial. I, <laughs> you're, you're sweating like Game Five. <laughs> And we're, I, and we're winning in the ninth inning, and they just it, and Harvey just walked a guy, and the it, next guy doubled. Yeah, right. It's a, it's a winning sweat. No, I know. <laughs> you I, got, I probably think so. It just slapped been, your forehead with a wet cloth. I should have been afraid cloth. to say, like, hey, can we put the air on in here? But it's all right. It's all right because the people, only people on YouTube will know how much I'm sweating. People on iTunes have no idea, except right. you told them. But that's all right. Beating all up in the in the lines <laughs> of your forehead. <laughs> I know. I, I, can I got a it. sweatshirt on. I know, and you're fine. Fine. That's true. You know, I, I guess I just get so excited when I talk you about do. Mets. You do. You get all hot. But up. you're, you know, you're all right. You can, you can dial it down. You're a professional. <laughs> I'm just too much of a fan. Anyway, let's talk about uh, talk about your album. Yeah. Your band, the Loud and Rowdy. Yeah. Now, there's one long- song. Yeah. That <clears throat> I try to get done before the Mets playoffs last year, and I kind of want it to be their anthem. And I right. started talking on my podcast, Jim Brewer, The Mets and More, and I started telling people, like, I want you to hear this song. I can't let it. I want you to hear a song so bad. It's called Who's Better Than Us. Oh, wow. And that's, okay. that's one of my favorite songs on there. And I think I'm still going to do a Met montage. And then when the album comes out on May 27th, I'll release that video, oh, and then hopefully great. the Mets will pick it up. Who's better than us? That's Who's better than us? Right, it's exactly. a great, it's a great little anthem, and uh, it's a big stadium thing. It's kind of, it's a good song. Oh, no, that's great. And so, and we talked about how you have Brian Johnson yeah. on two songs. Now, talk about how that came about and what He's, it was like that he said. I mean, first of all, he says yes. Uh, what does that mean to you? That you well, know? he came to me. He wow. said, he said, uh, is it Jimmy Mason? I want to be on a record with you. I heard you're making a record. I said, uh, I'm going to take you up on that. He said, No, no, I'm being dead serious. I'm dead serious. I'll be on a record. So, oh, okay. And I started writing a song. 
what would be best for us. It was meant to be a little funnier. Right. It was about two guys getting old and they're tired of being called they're old and at the end of the day they can tear it up better than anyone else. And so that's it was called Mr. Rock and Roll. You know, spend the kids tuition, we're gonna <laughs> clear the bank and we're gonna rip it up. I so like it. He he was ready to record it and he came to the studio. We had all these microphones set up for Brian Johnson, ACDC's yeah. going out on tour. And uh, he goes, all right, I'm ready when you are, my son. So we're all waiting on you, get in the studio. <laughs> and he goes, no, no, I don't go in the studio. I stand in the boardroom with a handheld <laughs> mic, no headphones, that's cheating. And I like to sing listening to the speakers in front of the guys. Wow. Like, what? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> and so that's that's how he record. That's when I realized what a legend, what a one of the great icons of our time in rock history this guy stands with a handheld yeah. microphone just raw in front of everyone else just what's it getting in the mountains for those about to rock tearing it up and that is probably the one moment where i stood there and went oh my god <laughs> brian johnson's singing on my album it just i it's it's all too surreal for me even still even yeah to think about it and the songs the song's a gorilla. It's a, I gotta cage it up. It's a monster. <laughs> when I let it out, it's gonna tear cities down. It's King Kong. This is a monster song, and I'm I'm excited for him, and I'm excited for the public to hear Brian Johnson's voice. Uh, not only hopefully with future ACDC stuff, sure. but whatever comes his way. If other if other people start using him for because his voice, he needs to be heard. His voice his is vo yeah. like one none other, and it, there's definitely a demand for it. I saw him at uh, Dodger Stadium in September, like right before the playoffs. Started. I was there. Oh yeah, yeah. And he was great. Like, yeah, I was you there. Know, and you always wonder, you know, you see somebody that's been at it for a while, you hear that they're good, but it's like I got to see it for myself. And he was still great. And yeah, it was, I was fantastic. There. It was unreal. So uh, yeah, so. Uh, not so much about the specifics of it, but uh, what do you think about ACDC doing some shows with Axel as the front man? Do you feel like if is it worth seeing? You know, I mean, you hope it's a temporary thing. To each his own. Yeah. You know, uh, me personally, I, yeah. I, I've seen I mean, ACDC. I love Axel. I'll see Guns N' Roses, yeah, sure. Yeah, I got nothing but, against Axel. Yeah. I'm sure he's going to pull the songs off really well. Yeah. He's got the voice for it. But, um,. I, I would have liked to see Brian sent off in a better manner. I would have yeah, liked sure. to see a nice press conference and go, hey, we lost one of our mates, his ears, and and we just want to do the best thing for him, and we want to honor him. And Brian, you have something to say. And Brian's like, yeah, I miss you all, and I, I hope to at least go out, and we're going to keep chugging along. We'll get some other singers, and I'll, I'll introduce the show. And But... Um, so at the end of the day, I as an ACDC fan, yeah. I didn't like the way it all went down. Yeah, I mean, it was practically like they traded him to Milwaukee for Carlos Gomez. That's know? exactly <laughs> what happened for Wheeler. Are you crazy? You, you got rid of Wheeler for Gomez? You're bringing it at you. You just, you'd even. Are you kidding me? Brian Johnson. For that was about to rock. Hey, thanks for working Th with us. Thanks uh, so much. Good luck in your future. Yeah. Hey, Thunderstruck! You've been such a great sport these years. Uh, all the best to your future. What? What? If it wasn't for Brian, I wouldn't even know who Bon Scott was. I wouldn't even right. know who ACDC was. He was my gateway to all of ACDC. So... I, yeah, as I, a, no, I agree. Like as I, a fan, I definitely heard the uh, the Brian Johnson songs long before I heard any man, Bon Scott songs. And man, when you listen to his press conference, what a class act! Yeah, taking that, just a just a class act individual. 
and uh, and then hear the other side like, well, you know, it was good working with you. We'll see you in the future. Good luck. <laughs> house bows. She's whoa, 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 hot dog. Reel it in. We need a little something better than that. I'm uh, out. So uh, Brian Johnson isn't the uh, only guest uh, collaborator on the album. Uh, talk about working with uh, Rob Caggiano from uh, Anthrax and Volbeat. And yeah. Volbeat and Anthrax. Yeah. Uh, Rob is a guitar shredder. He's in the band Volbeat. For those you who don't know Volbeat, great band. Think of Elvis meets Metallica. That's a great, that's a great way to <laughs> describe it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Metallica Elvis. Um, he, if it wasn't for Rob Caggiano, this album would be a complete disaster. It wouldn't even, it wouldn't exist. The man pushed me to my limits. Right. He taught me how to find my voice. He made me sing higher. He he made me write better. He made me really s- search for lyrics. He, I, I I owe everything to him for this album. He was an absolute monster on it. Without seriously, when you hear the guitars on this, you're, right. you're like, this is this is a. Mo-. It's unfortunate. If this was 1988, I'd I'd probably have leather pants and a kangaroo. It'd probably be the biggest <laughs> metal album in history. Right. But because it's 2016, yeah, you know, I hope I sell out of House of Blues. <laughs> right, exactly. That's what I was going to ask. So you're going to do some shows with oh, the band? Oh, God, I'm touring with this. This is a big yeah. tour. This is, um, I mean, you got to think, guys, people that grew up with that 80s metal and the 90s, 80s, 90s hard rock metal, and now we're grown up with families and yeah. we're fathers and, and like yourself, <laughs> this is exactly who I'm appealing to. Yeah. I'm singing about my family a lot of it, uh, although it's Metallica, Motley Crue, all mixed together, so... It's pretty hot, and I can't wait to tour it. It's going to be a gorilla. Yeah. And your website's just jimbrewer.com. Yeah, so official jimbrewer.com. Fi- okay. Facebook, you know, the Met Fan Recaps. Yeah, sure. Twitter, the whole shebiggle, and you can find it. Matter of fact, right here, right now, my first music video ever w- was launched today. It's called Thrash. And you can watch, and it's all about what you do when you're home all alone and the family's out. You thrash, and you listen to your music and tear it up. That's great. Now, I, I saw that the album was on uh, Metal Blade Records. Yes. Does Eddie Trunk still work with them? I know you guys are friends. I, I know that he spent a lot of time with it. Is he, was he involved in Did this? he work with Metal Blade? Yeah, that was uh, early on. That. Like, yeah, he was trying to get them to sign, you know, some actual, like, really... You know, yeah, he got yeah. them to put out the first Ace Freely record because ah, you know, that makes sense. they were all like really heavy, and he was like, "Well, you know, maybe try and you know get something that you can uh, play." Okay. Some. Yeah, right. so Eddie does not work for them. Okay, but um, I'm sure. You know, I just did a whole big thing with Eddie Trunk. Uh, he lives by me. We're right. friends. Right, no, he and talks about chest. you. Yeah, people call into his show and you know talk about you all the time. And, and he's yeah. awesome. Yeah, uh, but I don't think he works with Metal Blade. The head of Brian Slagle. Okay. Who's the head of Metal Blade? He saw me in California last time I was here uh, a couple years ago, and I had a Christmas song that I just did. Oh, wow. And at the time, my my manager was still a manager. Is Corey Brennan said, "Why don't we give him the the song?" And b- here's the head of the record label sitting next to a dumpster behind a building in my little Toyota rent a car, <laughs> listening to a CD. And he said, "You're gonna do a whole album like this?" When yeah, he goes. He turned to Corey. He's like, "I'm gonna be in your. I'll be in your office Monday." And he he came in Monday. And oh said, wow! I, I want this record. That's great. This is huge. And thank God, it's been between Metal Blade and management and the freaking Caggiano. Uh, I'm gonna be tearing it up the next two years. Tearing it. I, I don't care if there's six people in the audience. 
I'm gonna rip the, it. Yeah, those six pieces. people are gonna be. They're gonna go all. nuts. So shirts <laughs> off, and then they got. I gotta bring them back to their babysitter. So <laughs> right, exactly. Well, yeah, and it's it's true. It's, no moshing, just walking really fast. No, yeah, moshing. In a circle. Yeah, there's you know because I, I just turned forty this year, so it's like moshing. It, it's definitely it's in the past, but every once in a while you see people, and you're just like, whoa, okay, slow, slow it down. A little. Yeah, just this. we'll do a slow nod to take a nap. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly, a big a big nap circle in the in the middle of the of the pit. Yeah. So, well, Jim, I really appreciate you, you. Uh, coming on to our uh, debut episode here. We're going to talk about the Mets every week. There's going to be a panel of people, a rotating panel, and nice. uh, some some standard, uh, some regulars. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, but it's going to be a fun show, and I couldn't have thought of a better way to kick it off than uh, having you here. Thank you. And, uh, you know, we got uh, four against the Padres and four against the Dodgers. So uh, I know. So these are these are late games. It's good that you're out here to watch them, because it's if you're in New Jersey, at, like this Friday game in San Diego starts at uh, 7.40 our time. So for people on the East Coast, you probably just need to watch it in the morning. That's right. Know? It's going to be good. Let's go Mets, baby. And thanks for having me. Right, exactly. Thanks so much. Uh, I'm Christian Blatt, and we'll see you next time on Mets Wrap 360. Thanks, man. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 